This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. From the makers of Guitar Heroes, Aerosmith, and Rock Band comes the newest music interactive video game hit, Hardcore Hero. You true to the core? Prove it. Earn bandanas. Become a ninja pit master and hurt innocent people. Breakdown after breakdown. Hardcore Hero. Stage dive and break someone's neck on purpose. Breakdown after breakdown. Yeah. Get an AIDS infected needle and stick people with it at the show. Yeah. Breakdown after breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. Hardcore Hero. Fuck. Yeah. Hardcore Hero. Available now on all Neo Geo consoles, the official video game system of hardcore. All you kids out there, always keep the faith. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spike. Well, well, well. Here we go, guys. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hahn, and I am joined by... Petter Spike. And I will always be joined by Petter Spike. That's more of a... I wouldn't say it's my first choice, but whatever, you know what I mean? Ah, ah see how I did that? Hurt my feelings on the first episode. It's ball busting. It's five seconds into the first Dude, episode. That's, that's what we like. That's what we like to do here. Now, uh, MetalSucks.net, great website. They decided to hire us after a long, extensive search. I don't know how we got it. Um, we auditioned. We au- Thank you very yeah, much. And then they liked it, so uh, somehow that's... Uh, now we're here. Okay, wow. And this week, our first interview that we're doing is going to be... Eddie from Suicide Silence. Yeah, we have a lot to t- discuss with him. We're talking amazing things like internet trolls. Amazing things like internet trolls. I'm, I'm sounding like <laughs> Donald Trump right now. You know what I mean? It's amazing. It's going to be so good. Bigly, whatever. You know, but... Uh, we discussed the new record. Yes. The change in, in, in the sound. All that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the big story, I think, that uh, on Metal Sucks this week that we wanted to talk about... If you didn't hear our opening uh, bit there, Hardcore Hero, was that uh, at a, at a Cord- Cordon show in Salt Lake City, there was a concert attendee named Emily, and she was the victim of uh, the infamous Pit Ninjas. Uh, this guy was wearing steel, tube, sto- steel toe boots, and I uh, did a, a, a roundhouse kick to her jaw, broke her jaw. I mean, uh, what is the point of that? I mean, look, I understand that when you get in the pit, you want to let out a little of aggression. You could shove. You could shoulder slam. That's fine. But what the fuck is the point of getting all Chuck Norris on it? Dude, I don't know. Like, I, 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 like, I like going to the pit. I'm not, like, I'm not a guy that doesn't go to the pit anymore. But the culture has changed in all heavy music, dude. Like, there, you need to see, like, you have to look around and see if it's going to go down, you know? I mean, years ago, we went to an Anthrax show. I remember this. And Cotton the Mosh was in there. We're right in the center to do a mosh. No mosh pit. Right. So you have to actually look around and see. Yeah, I you always, have to like catch eyes with someone. It's almost like trying to get the attention of a bartender. It's, you know? it's, like, it's like trying to do a dance with someone. I know this. Like if the storm is brewing, you'll see it around you. But if you go to the center and you're like, oh, here they come. And the guy next to you has got two beers and plastic cups. You've got to realize, all right, I probably shouldn't start this mosh pit. Yeah, this I'm going to cost this guy $24. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> 30 probably. Yeah. It's not like it used to be where you used to be able to just go, all right, I'm in the center. There's going to be a mosh pit. I think the hardcore scene needs to kind of get on the same page there. But like the story, this, this story, if people haven't read it, uh, go to Metal <laughs> 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 little Van yes, Dam for, for you. But uh, if you haven't read this story, like I when I read it, obviously this guy was aiming for someone. I don't think you can roundhouse kick someone and you're wearing steel toe shoes. Now, did they catch the guy? Not to my knowledge. No. 
Right. Unless, you know, not from the story that I read, but I didn't follow up on it. So to my knowledge, a guy got away with it. Um, and there's a GoFundMe page for this. And that's, that's the one positive thing. Two positive things that came out of it. The band that she went to see, Code Orange, they, you know, reached out. Gave, gave good messages there, and then the metal community always comes together, and we see some sort of atrocity that embarrasses us, and we uh, we uh, helped out on her GoFundMe page, you know. So um, you guys definitely go. Uh, there's probably going to be a link. Um, go there and, and uh, donate a dollar or two, or five, or ten, or twenty. You yeah, know, help her out, you know, because it's our scene. I've got a lot of hardcore stories, though. Like, I mean, when growing up, I'm going on. Shows. What's the hardest pit you've been in? Like, do you remember any time where you caught an elbow or a hip thrown at no, you? No, actually, probably one of the, the, the funnest pits. And this is the problem is that, like, when you're in the moment, it's, it's really fun. And well, when, you're, you're full of adrenaline. Yeah, and when people are hurting each other, you're like, all right, then I can get hurt too. But that's what I mean by you have to look around. You have to make eye contact with the people that you're allowed to hit off. Yeah, you of, just right? can't fucking blindside someone with a roundhouse. But um, I remember uh, one of the hardest pits I've ever been to, and this is uh, uh, years back, but it was um, Terror, hardcore band. And uh, it was the, the, the lineup was Demu Borgir, Unearth, Terror. Completely three different bands, right? Terror was the opening act. So... Terror is there first. They're, 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 the crowds, the, the place is packed. Kids are becoming like they sit on their hands and knees and, and people are jumping off their backs and then crushing the people on the barricade. Mm-hmm. That's what was going on during that show. So the whole time you got uh, you know, that going on, I'm one of the kids on the barricade. I'm seeing these kids jump on me. They're stage diving. But that's what they're like. If you ever see Scott Vogel live. Oh, and, dude. Terror. If you've ever seen Terror live, every, the two times that I've seen them live, it's like World War Z. Yeah. I mean, people are climbing. just climbing over the top of each other, trying to get on stage to jump back into the people. Yeah, two things. World War Z and... And Scott Vogel will always not wear matching clothes. I don't know what's going on with that. He'll have like a Buffalo Sabres jersey on with like uh, green uh, Milwaukee Bucks shorts. (laughs) I don't know where he finds his wardrobe, but I always look at him like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're dressed like a shitty superhero. Come on now. (laughs) So so anyways, uh, someone that was off in the movie Kick-Ass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So um, at that concert, I remember. So the Terror Kids, they do the pit thing. I had a fantastic time. Right. Next band on Earth calms it down. Regular mosh pits going on. Headliner Demu. Um, pretty much like, and do, you know, regular mosh pits happening, but not that intense. You know, um, it's during that in di- Diablo time or whatever. And I remember specifically one of the hardcore kids that I was running into constantly during the Terror set. He decided to run around the the pit and just whirlwind a fist back at the people that weren't at the pit. Right. So um, there was a girl like two feet away from me. Uh, and while I see S Vortex is singing his floor, floor Jansen part for that song, she's screaming and singing with them. And this dude, sure enough, throws the fist back, blasts her in the nose, blood everywhere, dude. And uh, so in other words, like almost like the kind of fist you're talking about is like, it's a, remember, remember, it's a tornado it Batman, bat yeah, remember yeah. like Batman, remember when the guy was like running down and then Batman just kind of throws it out there and knocks him out. Like in the first one with Michael Keaton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, the guy runs into his fist, but exactly. Yeah. He, he's, he's walking forward and world went it backwards. To what hit a the dick. Yeah. I mean, that's just a stupid dick move. And this is, so I see this girl. And get, if he got, and that's the one thing I don't understand though. If you're going to throw roundhouses and stuff, it's like, you got to understand eventually that's going to come back tenfold towards you. But I felt he was trying to hurt somebody. So of I, course. that's why i feel about this story i feel this guy was intentionally trying to hit this poor girl the second you throw a roundhouse there's no fucking question so and and in life dude like you don't in in real life like in horror movies you hear people scream all the time you know but in real life you're not going to hear like these blood curling screams often so this girl screamed like someone just stabbed her because she just like like i said she was into the song she's singing with the dude 
gets blasted, blood on her nose. Security grabs the guy, immediately pulls him out. So he, he did get caught, but like ruined the show. Two songs in, I'm like, I'm with my friend. I'm like, we got to go. That just killed it, right? So I'm walking back to my truck. Um, and in my mind, it's like you get that anger when you see something you like see that happen. You like, justice. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, dude, that's just complete crap. And then, so in my mind, I'm like, dude, who do I, who, you want to blame something? You want to blame someone? So I remember, God, I was like, you know, always blame God. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> so, so in my mind, I'm walking back. He wouldn't it, have created, he wouldn't have created a fist if he didn't want violence, Pete. Okay. Thank you. Bro, that message is Okay. Deep. That was stupid. I, I'm Jesus sorry. Christ. Yeah, I'm, I, so, I'm, I'm I, on a different plane. I blamed at the time terror. Right. I was like, you know what, man? No. I was part of it. No, here, uh, this is, you're going to let, let the listeners know that my hypocrisy it, it, it comes in waves of, of after things happen. So I'm part of the mayhem during Terror Show. But here's the thing, dude. They're saying, it's okay. It's okay. Stage dive. Jump off here. Jump off that dude's back and crush these kids in the front. It's okay. It's okay. The next band is like, it's not okay. And the next band after that, you know, Demu, the guy does a, a 10 second like headbang, like with one bang up, and then he flips his head back real slow, like just completely different vibe. But that guy who was at the beginning of the show thought it was okay. Because, hey, we did it at the beginning of the show. Right. So I'm like, you know what? They're the ones that kind of started all that. And now the hardcore kids are like, who don't care about Demu, obviously, um, is just going to instigate some problems, right? And that's the thing with the scene. And the hardcore music scene is super important, I think. I I know a lot of people are like, ah, it sucks. But, dude, for young kids are angry, that's such an easy gateway to metal. Well, it's such a basic feeling. I mean, it's like what hardcore does is just captures the most basic, basic, basic feelings of metal and rage. You know what I mean? It's just all it is is crunch. Yeah. Very basic, easy, easy to follow with riffs. There's no bigger gateway to, like I said, if you're into hardcore when you're 14 or 15 or 16, it's going to lead you to something darker, harder, and then you're going to get more into, like I said, it's going to keep you in the middle. I remember when I started listening to uh, hardcore, um, it led me into, you know, uh, gay porn. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) And then meth. It was a gateway drug, pretty much. You know? So yeah, gateway to different things. But uh, so yeah, but the the violence in the scene, especially as of in the last year or two, there's nothing but bad stories coming out, like this this Code Orange story, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and it's always been that way. Like I said, I remember seeing an, another show with I went with my friend. We went to a VFW hall to see the Warriors. Uh, Beyond the Noise was the record that came out at the time. It was back in the day. And there's a a pool table there, right? And my friend who was going to do the jungle pit, he, my buddy Gabe, which you know, he, he took an ankle sock, right, put a cue ball in there, and decided to go do the jungle pit with this cue ball, swinging it forward at people, right? It's a VFW hall. There's no security. Well, then I blame, the, I blame the troops for okay. giving us the VFW <laughs> hall. Or are you going to blame? Are we going to blame terror again? No, I mean, no, it's no, like, no, no. What, this is who the, do we blame for Gabe putting a? Coup? I blame the Korea. I blame whoever invented pool. So, so what ended up happening though? The great part about it is that he hit a few people, you know, during during the breakdown with the cue ball and a it, sock in, 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 in an ankle sock. So he doesn't have much room with it. Okay, still it's fucking it's a cue ball. But the, I know, I know. But then someone did their spin kick, hit his hand while he was throwing it back, and the cue ball went back and chipped his tooth. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so there was a little bit of justice. But you just see that the scene, what people Did he ever do that did. again? No. Okay, there you go. But the point is, is that w- w- where does this uh, um, 
represent I, like i said before i go into a mosh pit okay i gotta i gotta check out the clouds i gotta make sure we can do this if if i'm at a napalm death show and there's 70 people there let's just say like i i, I can't just start a mosh pit and be a dickhead the climate's not allowed if it's 500 people there i know where to stand i'm gonna look around we're gonna look at each other we're gonna know this is where we're going because you got kids there well that's like you when got, you see when you know when you see the, the brave heart you know what I mean? Like when they basically just separate the wall of doom, the wall of doom. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you see that, I mean, everybody is in on it. Everybody that's running towards another human being is exactly. fully aware of what's going on. And they're making I, eye contact with the, uh, the adversary. And that's what I mean is that like, and I don't want to like as dumb as this sounds, cause I can't stand that jungle pit ninja pit stuff. It's the stupidest thing in the world. But if that's your form of expression, Okay, and 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 this scene. Are you saying that? Are that? you saying when somebody roundhouse some girl wearing steel toe no, no, boots? No. That, that 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 that's is, an artistic expression. No, no, dude, it's it's this thing. I got to let I'm it not out. saying that's an artistic expression. What I'm saying is that this is a form of dance. Somehow it came into our scene. That's all I'm saying. That guy was out to obviously harm someone. Mm-hmm. And that's so it was Gabe with his stupid cue ball. I know he wasn't hitting people in the head, but he was hitting people in the back. You know, <laughs> it's still fucking hard, uh, dude. Like, I, I can I, only imagine getting I sat that in the, in the back, and I was like, "Dude, are you kidding me?" But then when it hit him back in the face, it was the funniest thing ever because his hat fell off. Right. And he walked over. He's like, "Bro, I think it's too." Yeah. <laughs> dude, he had, he had a lisp and everything. I'm like, "Good." Right. Good. Meanwhile, the guy's playing pool or looking for like the six ball. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this uh, this and that and that's just it. Is that I I can't negate stage diving even though as dumb as it is if if the crowd wants it and the crowd understands hey we're doing this it's a great experience for everybody involved moshing is too i've never jungle pitted i never will it's 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 just stupid to me however like i said that i'd rather have you go out there and do your experience we're also pushing the, 40 you and i the, um, yeah we, we are <laughs> it's not like we're 22 years old but i'm not i'm not retired from moshing if if the if the climate's there dude i'll never forget like some of my my favorite times at concerts like where you know you see the clouds but you're not in there yeah i, I remember i went to black sabbath pantera and like incubus it's like yeah. 96 right this, this is when that dude had dreads yeah 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 this, it was i don't know yeah. whatever the you point were 17 is, and the, pissed off the point is Serbian. no i was I, <laughs> i'm all those things yeah. but i was up in the uh in the, in the in the audience in the crowd you were there too but you weren't yes. with me but when i saw the folding chairs on the on the ground and all the people i was like wait a second right before pantera was going to go on i, uh, I saw i'm like i see the clouds those chairs will they were like those fold away chairs i'm like those chairs will not withstand and sure enough the second pantera comes out there phil and someone's like get those fucking chairs and dude it goes off right people get thrown out everything's whatever the point is is that like you see it coming you know what's going on and i think our scene in general needs to uh have that rule where it's like, <laughs> that was filling <laughs> some okay. that rule. So, so we're going to introduce, I think, because we're not, we're not just guys that are going to complain and talk about problems. No, no, we're trying to find solutions. solutions. So we were thinking about hardcore, um, and uh, we were thinking about maybe new dances to bring to the kids because they like the jungle pit, right? Yeah, yeah. A little, a little safer. A little safer. A little now, more family friendly. There's two There's two major hardcore scenes. There's the straight edge vegan scene. Ugh. And then there's the... <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't love the music, but it's just... And, and then there's the hardcore scene that seems to be a little more uh, volatile. The yeah. drinking party. Oh, no shit. Thing. You mean the ones that had the volatile and the alcohol? That's what's causing all the roundhouses? Dude. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm I not, can't I'm not see pushing. somebody with an X on their 
hand throwing a vicious roundhouse to some girl. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, dude, I'm not. I, I, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm so right sober. That makes it even worse, by the way. The, the one I saw Strife Live uh, a, a while back, and that's a straight-edge vegan band, and it was a very tame show. There was still a jungle pit, but, I mean, people had their distance where you can walk between them. Right. I mean, it wasn't, like, packed, but I'm saying there's a good probably 100, 150 people there. And it's like, all right. So you're right. It was a lot more tamer than, like I said, the Warrior show where they were trying Just to hit each up, other. alcohol-fueled. So anyways, so with the straight-edge shows, we decided because we don't want to see jungle pits anymore. We don't want to see stage dives anymore. We, we want Scott Vogel's clothes to match. You know, that's what we want here. That's all we It's very <laughs> the simple. the Metal Sucks yeah. podcast. So if you, if, you, if you dream it, you can make it you happen. You can make it happen. So what, the first idea that we had... Right when we were talking about these uh, these uh, straight edge shows, um, what was the first idea? I forgot. It was the ABCs, right? I guess so. Because well, we have to prove. Well, here let's just let's just play it. Let, let, let's just get it. Well, no, idea. no. Before we have to we have to prove that they're sober because they're straight edge and vegan, and we don't want jungle pits anymore. So uh, let's hear if this would work out. Go ahead. I need you all screaming your ABCs backwards while walking in a straight line right fucking now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You think I mean, that? I think that. that I made mean, a point. I, I think I think that it pumped up the crowd a little bit. They're mm-hmm. all sober. They yeah. can do it. They saying can pull it backwards. It yeah. Z Y X U. I, I, mean, I heard I, a couple I, people saying it. Yeah, I think uh, I think we fucked up on the reverb of that bit, but whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so what's the next one? So the next one, I, you know, I figured we totally break the rule of three in this bit, by the way. What's the rule of three? The, you're only supposed to play three. Oh, yeah. This bit that Pete wrote. Yeah, no, it's that, this, the, that Brandon just did what Pete wanted him to do. Wow, you're kind of selling me out. <laughs> I wrote the hardcore hero bit in the front, too, bro. Was, you know, I mean, what? Hey, what? Yeah. what? what? Oh, what? Yeah. The huh? Edward, the that was topic? us. Yeah. That was an us thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, the next uh, idea for the straight edge vegan hardcore dance is to, you know, stand in place and touch your nose to make sure they're sober. Let's, okay. let's hear if this all can right, pump them up. I need you all to prove your sobriety to me, so do me a favor and close your eyes and place your finger on your nose right now, fuck faces! Whoa. Your eyes are open, bitch, now! Wow, you don't, you don't have... Touch your nose! Touch your nose! We fucked that part up. Yeah. <laughs> so when Brandon's heart's not into it, he forgets the breakdown. No. <laughs> He's like, let's not even have a breakdown. <laughs> Let me just do the audio. <laughs> No, it's not the fact that my heart wasn't in it's it. It's funny because every bit I write, it seems like you mess up a big I, part, like yeah, the breakdown. Well, yeah, I got a lot going on, and I got attention <laughs> yeah. deficit. I'm worried about the kids. So go ahead. What's the last one? We got to wrap this up. Okay, we got, we got two we gotta more. We got to get actually. to Eddie here. We got two more. Uh, the next one is going to be the drinking. Mm-hmm. Hardcore kids, and uh, instead of you know doing the jungle kick, swinging and hurting people, we figured you know what, and they're all bros, so let's just make them do some push-ups. All right. When I tell you motherfuckers to get down, get down and give me ten push-ups. You ready for some push-ups? And push-ups, push-ups, push-ups. Yeah. No cheating with your knees. Get down and give me ten. All right. I can all my. I feel my cardio rising. Good for your, it's good for your pectorals. Yeah, I can see myself doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the last one, buddy? All right, here we go. I want to see every pelvis in here thrust so hard you get a hernia or a boner. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Thrust that shit now. Yeah. I don't see the pelvis action. Come on. Break a hip, you cum stains. So violent. Yeah, I just want to let you know. 
<laughs> that I never, ever called anyone cum stains until Pete wrote it in a script for me to say. <laughs> I think you did it good, man. I, I think, think I, I, I think I would make my mom proud. By the way, I said cum stains <laughs> in a hardcore voice. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, so uh, that's our uh, that's our hardcore thing. All know. right. Well, let's talk to Eddie from Suicide Silence. Let's get he, to the meat and potatoes. He gave us a buzz. We asked him some questions, and here we go. Metal Sucks podcast. Here, I'm Brandon. This is Pete, and we have Eddie from Suicide Silence on the phone. What's going on, brother? What up? What up? Uh, Chilling, man. Uh, Garza just walked in the door. Uh, he looked happy, smiling. It's a beautiful day out. Fucking Saturday, y'all. Yes, right. sir. <laughs> no, I don't know when people are going to hear this, but today it's Saturday. Whatever, you know what I mean? It's always Saturday in their ears. Whenever they're listening yeah, Saturday, to Metal Sucks. Every day, dude. <laughs> right. So uh, we got lots of questions here for you, and um, we had to ask you, like, did you ever troll a band or a sports team and say negative comments about them? Is there troll karma uh, coming your guys' way right now? Uh, I, I, I suppose. Uh, I, I mean, I've never. I, I don't waste my fucking time, dude. I, I think. Uh, I think going on the internet and talking shit is literally the biggest waste of time uh, for anybody. Uh, it does nothing. It doesn't uh, hurt anybody's feelings. It doesn't change the current state of affairs. Uh, I don't even like to talk shit about politics. I like to spread the word of politics, but I mean, nah, dude, I don't, I don't do any of that shit. Maybe this is uh, just uh, the reality of what the internet is, man. It's false. It's not real. It It is a uh, conglomerate of people fucking coming together uh, to say here, here about shit they don't even believe. Do you think, uh, do you look at the internet as a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, look, I see the internet as a good thing. I think that... Um, I think that the basis of it started off as a wonderful thing. It was, you know, um, uh, doctors and, and people who had uh, technical jobs that, you know, they were able to share, um, share techniques and uh, share methods in order to um, broaden uh, knowledge. You know, I, I, I love that. But, uh, you know, uh, and, and, I, and I, I really love the ability to communicate. I mean, fuck, here we are. Uh, you know, doing an interview over the phone, uh, and you guys are going to put it on the internet. It's that's, that's a wonderful thing too. Um, social media can be a good thing. Um, but the, the, the fact is, is that the, the, the human, uh, condition shows up and the human condition is that, uh, we, we feel like we have to be better than everybody else in order to feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that creates a lot of negativity. Um, and the and negative ones are loud. Yeah, and the negative ones allowed. That's the one. That's the people that people are going to pay attention to. Um, nobody has come up to my face and said, "Dude, you fucking suck, bro." <laughs> right. Worst thing ever. Nobody's nobody's walked up to my face and been like, "Dude, you fucking are disrespecting Mitch." Nobody like if they fucking said that to my face, like I I don't know how I would react. To be honest with you, it's and and much less for my band members who uh, went through his passing firsthand. So um, the truth is, is I, I, don't see, I don't see it as real. Um, I don't see those comments as uh, a representation of how these kids are really feeling. Maybe it is how they're really feeling in this moment, but it's a, a, an initial reaction uh, that is going to be stamped forever uh, on this uh, mythological world called the Internet, you know? Totally. Um, so I, I take it all with a grain of salt. Um, you know, some of it, if I, if 
if I were to say that it, none of it affects me, you know, like there are days where I, I'm having a weak moment and I see some comment that's like, oh, dude, Eddie, you, you really you should stick to screaming because your singing sucks. And I go, oh, well, did I fuck up? You know, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. in, no way, in no way does that last more than two seconds in my mind. You know, I, I stand behind everything that I did. And, uh, and only time will tell, man. I, I, I think this record is a, a, a fucking uh, a breath of fresh air to metal and music uh, that we haven't had in easily 15 years. Keep in mind, though, everybody that's on the Internet going, Eddie, you suck. It's five seconds after they say that. They're like, Ma, more meatloaf. You know what I mean? It's just it's the saddest shit. It just all it does is just that's all it does. It just gives it just gives weak people too much strength down the street. Yeah. Do you think there's a secret troll in your band? Do you think there's somebody in there that's been uh, yelling at Kaepernick uh, without you knowing something like that? Uh, may, maybe some of the comments are a little bit too. Uh, it's it's like there's a there's a mole in our uh, there's a mole in our, <laughs> our, our <laughs> somewhere. Somebody knows too much about how Ross pressed record. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, it, you, no, man. Um, it could be Vanilla Ice. I you know that I I think that the I think that the negative reactions to be 100 percent real is. Um, something that we wanted um it it was something that we actually went for Mm -hmm. um we knew we were going to do something different and we wanted it to be so different that it created a a push inside of people it it created a, a genuine reaction and um uh the the fact is is i i remember being in the booth uh and i would I would do a take and Ross would be like, dude, that sounded way too good. Can you do it again? Right. Uh, and I'd be like, fuck yeah, Ross, make me sound like shit. <laughs> or fuck yeah, Ross, fucking make these kids absolutely hate me. Um, that was, that was literal words that came out of my mouth when right. I was in, in the booth. So, uh, it's just because people are afraid of ever, me. Guys, I, I am 100% happy. <laughs> yeah, people are afraid of new. Like, I mean, we know it's obvious oh, that you guys definitely took a leap going from one album to the next. But the second something new gets introduced to people, they just lose their minds. It's, it's unfamiliar. And the people now, that are having are issues. Are you saying N-E-W or are you saying N-U with the umlaut? <laughs> oh, he's saying N-E-W. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, they're 100% afraid of new shit, dude. They're, um, I mean, it, it, it goes to show... Um, everywhere in the world. I mean, you uh, you see dudes in the metal scene that are wearing the same shit that uh, they were wearing back in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and um, as soon as you know a singer or anybody, uh, and I'm going to go here with it. Uh, as soon as Mitch started wearing tight pants on stage, all of a sudden, deathcore is gay and. Uh, you know, all of a sudden that whole scene is a bunch of emo, uh, emo F words. Uh, right. I don't, I don't really want to use the, no. the, I don't want to use that terminology, but all of a sudden everybody's this pansy that, that came out of nowhere and they're still listening to heavier music than those people are listening to, but they're not wearing the camo shorts and the cutoff shirts. Uh, so all of a sudden they're not metal. Um, that always made no sense to me. Um, basically because Mitch was one of the most metal dudes that I ever knew, knew and uh, he loved metal to the core, and I, I never understood those uh, 
those associations, but it's, it's how it works. You know, as soon as you incorporate something different, it gives people something to hate on. And it's easy to do that. It's so easy to uh, look at somebody and go, you see that? (laughs) And, and all that hate you. And then all of a sudden you're the hero. All that hate, though, that you're discussing, you, you're aware that those aren't your fans at all, though. Those are people that don't really care. They just want to put something out there. Exactly. Yeah, and so that's that why is, it's probably easy to, like, shrug your shoulders because your fans, your, your fans are, are going to be open. They're not going to say a thing until, you know, they hear the record. And I've been living with yeah. the record, uh, you know, for this last week. And, and, I mean, congratulations to you guys. I think you did do exactly what you set out to do, you know, no doubt about it. So in oh, your yeah. mind... <laughs> In your mind, though, no, no, that was a positive comment. I'm sorry if, if you if it sounded <laughs> yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, like, like, hell yeah, dude. Thanks so much. No, oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, you pissed off a lot of people, dude. Wow. Because, yeah, <laughs> Doris was polar. Uh, it got the polarizing, but like I said, it's not from your fans, and then you guys released Science this week. But in your mind, this record, like as a band, I'm sure you guys discussed this, what's the best case scenario for uh, making this kind of change in the sound? And, and what, what in your mind could be the worst case scenario? Um. Best case scenario is that we blow up right now. Uh, worst case scenario and what is more than likely going to happen is that people are going to take some time in order to let this record sink in. Uh, this record isn't a first-time listen record. If you're listening to it on the surface, you're going to hate everything about it. Um, it. It's a record that you need to peel open. It's a, it's a record that you need to close your eyes and actually listen to listen to it you need to you need to light up a joint sit in your room look at your favorite posters uh and trip out and be alone with this record uh i've actually had many many people tell me that they could not hear this record until they closed their eyes until they were in complete darkness so um that's that's the worst case the worst case scenario is that it's going to to make an effect a year down the line and, uh, you know, right now we're just going to, people are going to ridicule us within the, 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 the metal scene in the industry. Uh, people are going to lose faith in us. And then when the real shit hits, then all of a sudden people are going to sing our praises and we're going to be able to uh, dissect who was really there for us and who wasn't. I, got, I, um, I can attest to what I, you're saying, though, for sure, because when I, when I first heard Conformity, I remember there's, it's a, a, like the eighth song on the record, right? And it didn't quite yeah. settle with me. And then when it, when it, by the fifth or sixth lesson, the, the guitar solo, the feeling, I'm like, this is something they need to play live all the time because it's oh, going to change it all yeah. up. So that song stuck with me so much. But... The way people listen to music, I'm, I'm, I'm at fault too, is I'm usually doing something. You know, you're doing dishes and you're just going to let that first riff hit you. It's going to do certain things. And then when you, like you said, the second you put the time into anything, you know, it's going to get you at the right time. And, and you, you, that song actually is like my, probably my favorite right now on the record. But that's a, another compliment that you should take is that it's going to switch up. I can tell. I can tell. It's, so it's, it's hands down my favorite song on the record. It is. I hope you guys uh, play it live. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, if you that discussion, uh, but it you, would you know, be I something. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those songs that um, we'll play live once. Um, once it makes more sense to everybody. Um, gotcha. That 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 song that song has so many qualities that uh, are, are going to are going to shine in the future. Um, but for now, we need to. We need to show fans that uh, we're not abandoning Suicide Silence. You know, we're going to play the old songs live, um, and uh, we're, we're going to, while we're still 
in power of what we do in a club, um, we're going to show people that there's a showcasing of, of talent that, that is happening on this record and that uh, we can still go back to the old stuff. I can uh, My screaming hasn't lost form like people are saying on the Internet. I, I can still scream the old stuff. It's not better today than I did yesterday. Um, so, I mean, th- that's what we're going to be doing now. Uh, I do agree with you. Uh, conformity uh, is going to be uh, – I'm calling it right now. It's probably going to be a, a, a big, big, big hit in the uh, – in the in the live world, uh, I think it's I think it's going to it's going to make a huge wave uh, in, in in people's hearts. I think it's it's very you can sing along to it, 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 it and it's also it gets heavy. Yeah, um, Mark Solo would give you know, me the, the goosebumps, man, on the record. So I yeah, bet exactly. alive, it, dude. It, yeah, yeah, it's probably one of the heaviest record song, probably heaviest uh, parts on the whole record is that that low chugging underneath, and then Mark just wailing. It, it's it's yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I I remember when he first laid down that 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 solo. Uh, it it didn't sound anything like this, the the current solo, but I, I saw traces of it, and I, I was able to be like, "Holy shit, dude! This is going to be massive. People are going to cry to your solo. It's gonna it's gonna really melt melt people's faces." Now uh, you just got done saying that this album is not a first time listen. Did you go into the studio with that mindset, or did you, or did, or is it just like a, you got to see the finished product and then you're like, well, let me let me just appreciate this the more, and then you just kind of experience that feeling for yourself. Uh, dude, uh, honestly, that, I I went into the I went into the studio completely uh, just unaware of what was going to happen next. I mean, I had a feeling, I had an intention, but it, it was really Ross that helped this record uh, become timeless. And that's that's the when I'm saying like it's a, it's not a one-time listen. It that's what I'm saying. It's that the record is timeless. It, it, it's a, one of those records that it supersedes right now. It, it it comes from the past and it comes from the future at the same time. I know that sounds. Uh, you know, woo-woo and fucking <laughs> crazy, but uh, it's it is that it's it's a record that 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 in twenty years it's going to sound just as good. Oh yeah, Ross Robinson. So it, because you brought up Ross, how much uh, how much of the album was written with him being involved in the process? Did you guys come in, or did you you flush it out together with him? Um, we did we did roughly about six months of writing before going in to to do the two months of uh, pre production and production. Uh, we just we were just sitting there. Uh, I remember it was about I want to say like June. We were finishing up our, our 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 run in Europe, I believe, and then we came home, took about a week off, and we said, "All right, guys, let's do it." And um, the guys. Uh, all, all got together and just started free flowing. Um, that's where you just let whatever comes to mind come out through your instrument. Uh, and the biggest challenge was to kind of uh, say what? Oh no, we're listening. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, um, the the biggest the biggest thing was to allow everybody to kind of feel comfortable and really go as far out of their own box as they could think. And, um, and that's what happened. And when I came into the picture, it was about two months after, and we started really kind of putting together the structure of the songs. I said, all right, cool. If you guys want me to start writing vocals, I need to be able to, you know, have some structure and know where the choruses are, know where the verses are, um, need to go there. And, um, 
that's when we started working on the, the actual structure of the song. And we had, um, I believe, 12 songs uh, finished. Um, you know, front, we could play them front to back uh, when we got to the studio. And uh, Ross, what he did was he added uh, nuance. He, he added uh, uh, some structural nuance that really made the songs um, mean something else to, to us. And it helped us really push the the emotion, and really helped us find a place where we were uh, we were able to black out and just play to our heart's content and be happy with the end result. Yeah, that's what he does, man. He always seems to push. Like in any record that uh, he's produced in the past, if you listen to it, uh, some people will say are good or bad. He's always got a completely. It seems like just the uh, the takes or and and the sounds that he gets out of people are like very very i don't know intense is kind of the word i was looking for but um anyway so um it's, it's intense it's real i mean that's yeah. what the music is it's it, metal is fucking metal is heavy dude it's brutal it comes from a fucking dark place and you might as well call it goth music because it's fucking dude people are sad and crying inside and, di- and dying inside and i'm painting my nails black right all, now <laughs> that's why we all come together you know what yeah. i'm saying that's why we all that's why we all started going to shows uh, and looking for this subculture because we didn't feel we were like the anybody cared. Exactly. And that's what, that's what this world is negating, dude. They're fucking forgetting that they, at one point they weren't cool at all and they needed somebody to go, hey, man, that's a cool shirt that you're wearing. Do you want to come hang out with me and smoke a joint with me or fucking go drink a beer or fucking go and moon the fucking super track star whatever the fuck you do you know like (laughs) it's just that's what that's what brought us together is our love of of music and that openness to just be like well fuck yeah dude we're brothers in this fucking dark disgusting world and or brothers and sisters you know um let's let's make something happen let's make a community happen let's make a, a subculture happen let's go and follow these bands that that fit our flavor and fit our style. And, and that's what you do. You do it silently and you do it because you love it. You don't do it because you, you want to go up and make yourself look cool and be a part of the coolest part of the subculture. That doesn't exist. It's fucking unreal. It's, it's, it, it's backwards. Um, so yeah, man, it's, that, that's what this whole record is about. And Ross is the king of that. Ross, dude, he comes from, he comes from like the desert in California. He's, he was a kid who grew up in a really small town and all he had was like the AM radio to fucking listen to. And the, those songs are the ones that spoke to him. And one of the things that he helped us realize is that darkness and that futility that you hear in metal and, and in the, that world comes in all flavors. Uh, I remember, I remember, we were talking about heavy music and he goes, dude, have you ever jammed Linda Ronstadt? (laughs) (laughs) Linda fucking Ronstadt. (laughs) (laughs) And I was all, what? And sure enough, he, he, he puts on a a song and I was, uh, I was able to hear her darkness and I was able to hear the sadness in her voice. And you're like, Oh, that's why people fucking flock to her. Right. That's why people identify with her. She's fucking heavy, dude. I mean, it's heavy shit. Patsy Cline, she's sad as fuck, dude. <laughs> and uh, and it makes you it makes you feel those things, you know. Uh, same thing with like some of our favorites, you know. The the it, you know maybe you're not willing to admit it, but you know all of us metalheads love some form of goth music, be it um, 
you know, typo negative or Love fucking, typo, yeah. or, or, or fucking, uh, the cure, you know, you know, those, those bands, uh, they're heavy in their words and in what's going on in their lives. They're really, really heavy duty people and they convey it through their music. That's why they have popularity. That's why they reach to people. That's why they're able to fucking sock people in their face, you know, and, and keep people coming back. It's funny. That's what Ross wants out of every one of his bands. He wants them to have that same kind of timelessness and the same kind of effect. He wants people to join together in the zero that we are, you know, the, the nothing that we all are. Right. Have you heard the, the cure record that Ross produced or no? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the, it's funny that you said that like a year later, people understood it because when it came out, the, the, the masses were like, boo. And then like a year later, everybody wanted them to play those songs live. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny how you, yeah, it's the correlation when you brought them up. That's, that's the first record I thought of. I was like, I remember when he produced that Cure record. I got it, the self-titled one. And I was like, dude, I, I got it. It was dark. It was heavy. But their fans just mm, kind of fought yeah. against it. But then and, a year I mean, later, yeah. You just got to do what you believe I think, in. I think a lot of that had to do as well with the uh, kind of – uh, box that people put Ross Robinson in is that you know he's the godfather of new metal as much as he is uh, the dude loves music man and all he did to new metal was incorporate different flavors and that's what people don't understand you know it takes a band like Korn it takes a band like Limp Bizkit it takes a band like Slipknot who were all doing jazz fusion type music before they got to Ross and Ross just honed it in and made it more metal. And but what people are forgetting is he did at the drive-ins relationship and command, which is not metal, Dude, and one of the most important records metal. that came out in the last twenty years. You know, it's like and his post hardcore exactly, and his push on that record. You can see the difference between that and in Casino Out, like what he did for that band. You know, and that record, uh, like you said, post hardcore. But he never gets the credit for that record. He always, like you said, it's always Corn and Limp Biscuit and. And even like the first couple of Slipknots, but I'm like, what about the at the drive-ins? What about the cures? You know, what about even, um, I know like the machine head record that, uh, he did the burning red. Uh, a yeah. lot of people didn't love it, but you got to realize like songs like, you know, take this day. Those are these hits were not happening beforehand. Machine head learned. You no. can see the writing process they took from that and, and took forward to like where they're at today on this. Like to me, they're like on a top echelon of, of writing music. But they needed that Ross Robinson kind of like bump, if that makes sense. So, Absolutely, uh, I can't agree with you more. Uh, I mean, Ross Robinson is a hit maker. That that's it's it's what it is. Yeah, he knows he, he knows how to make a heavy he song. Knows, yeah, emote correctly. Yeah, exactly. He knows what he's searching for. He knows what lights him on fire. Uh, he knows what music really. Uh, touches his soul and if you're not meeting that that par you might as well not be doing anything and the fact is, is every single one of these songs that we recorded even the songs that didn't end up on the final record all made ross robinson move laugh uh cry uh emote something it made him feel something and he would say it after every take for every member of every song it was is uncanny uh, it was it was really kind of fanboy city to, for me i was just i was like uh i just finished singing this song and uh i'm talking to ross robinson through the microphone uh like i couldn't even like i couldn't even fathom the the, the actual thing i go to his house right now and i hang out with him and i'm like what the fuck is am i doing right, right. Now? 
was fucking hanging out. With He's like, get a water out of the fridge. And you're a little hesitant. Like, are you sure? <laughs> Could you sign this water? <laughs> so, uh, I got to tell you, dude, one of the things, uh, one of the things that really made me feel like, uh, I knew you guys already. And I, you see more and more people starting to do this is you're, you're showing that you guys have a sense of humor of things. And, uh, one thing that ha- that you guys actually did with metal sucks is, uh, you and Mark, you guys read negative comments from, uh, from the people. Yeah. And the punchline always seemed to be you guys sucking dicks and cocks, etc. And via the troll universe, yeah. via the troll universe, the only question we have here at the Metal Sucks podcast is how many dicks have you sucked since releasing Doris? I mean, that's a good question, right? I mean, we got to give the fans what they Dude, want. <laughs> I, I did, I did this music so I could get all the dicks. <laughs> all of, this record is us coming out as gay. Hello. Hello. Uh, Not no, some of the dicks. That, that's, all that's what, the dicks. That's yeah. on, I'm so. like, wow, I didn't know my, is my dick included in that? That's crazy. <laughs> well, you're not in the troll universe, bro. Oh, damn it. Your penis? You're not, you're not <laughs> in the troll universe. Good, you know? uh, <laughs> it's just insane, I, I, though. I, I, Dan, Dan Kenny and me are from San Francisco, guys. Just letting you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's just amazing, though. It's like, that's another thing, too, with the trolls. It's like they, their jokes are whack. It's all the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, at least come up with something them, new. Not all of them, dude. I've been. I've, that's what I love about it is it, and that's why trolls have some kind of uh, something to stand on. They're funny sometimes, man. I, I'll go on there and I'll like, I, I'll like screenshot all these memes that kids are creating. Kids are sending me memes so I can laugh at them. Um, you know, the, the, the fact is, is some of them are well-intended, you know, that they are just trying to have some laughter in this fucked up world that we're living in. Are you, you saying know, there's an the art form started. to trolling? Pardon? Are you saying there's an art form to trolling? Fuck yeah, dude. Did you not watch the, you not watch the fucking uh, South Park trolling? Oh, dude, no, oh, dude. I agree with you 100%. Best, dude. Yeah, best. 100%. Dude, there's, a, there's an art to it, man. Some of the best trolls out there are fucking trolling, dude. They're fucking trying to get people to laugh. And dude, memes have gotten me out of dark places. I'll tell you right now. One meme someone sends me, I'm like, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. That's all I needed was see that meme. Yeah. The, the me- I, I even posted a meme that was just too perfect. That's that's what uh, that's that's where I'm at with it. Is it's like, hey, you know, I'm bored of the of the comments that are actually trying to be hurtful and trying to, to when they're when they're trying hard, when they're being tryhards, I don't like it. When they when they go over there and be like, Oh man, this is the safe anger of Deathcore, man, I've laughed my fucking ass off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. When 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 uh, when people go, um when people go, man, oh man, yeah I remember we released Silence and one of the first comments was uh uh oh yeah this, this, what is it? I would rather listen to four minutes of actual silence than listen to this. That right there is pure <laughs> All right. All right. comedy. You know, I love that shit. Hats off to that troll. You're an artist, buddy. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead. Bro. So, uh, some kid tried to, tried to send me a video. I, this actually happened yesterday. He sent me a video where he's a doing a vocal cover of Doris and he's just, you know, flarging it up. He just sounds, he's obviously trying to tell me that I didn't even try and that I sucked. And uh, he starts laughing halfway through Doris and, and I busted up. I thought it was really funny. I'd laughed with him. You know, he, 
he he had a good time recording that video for me. And uh, it's almost like you have I to respect wrote, the effort. You know what I mean? Like this guy's yeah, taking time out of his day. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to like, you know what? I got to let him know that I don't like him. Let me take two hours out of my day to edit this and make sure I go through it just right <laughs> yeah. to make my point. Like, and then mom right. brings the meatloaf. Right? Yeah, then yeah. mom comes in with the, the meatloaf, meatloaf, and it's see you later. Tie you it know? all in, <laughs> so. dude. So I wrote this kid back. I'm like, like, dude, it seems like it's missing a little something. And then he wrote back, what, like a little bit of talent? And uh, I go, no, man, the talent's there. Your joke was hilarious. And literally the guy added me on all the social medias, uh, retweeted that I said that. And um, and that's the most amazing thing. After. That's the one thing about Internet trolls, too, though, is if you kill them with kindness, it's amazing how many of them are like, I just was just I didn't really think you guys sucked. You know, I just, you know, it's so, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like when you, uh, when you were like six and you saw like a, a chick that you liked and you pulled her hair instead of asking her to dance. You know what I mean? It's just like that. Oh yeah. It's that's exactly that. 100% that. Excuse me guys. One second. Um, it's, it's 100% like that. It's, uh, it, 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 that's what, that's what the internet is, is it, it allows people to be this like uninhibited self where you don't really know what the hell you're doing. You're just kind of fucking flailing at the wind and you don't know the effects that you're having. And then when you actually think about the effects that you could possibly have on somebody, you start to question everything you just did. Um, the internet allows us to to be, have this like weird sense of freedom that, uh, that, forces people to do shit that they would normally never do. Like I just, like I said earlier, it, nobody's come up to me to my face and been like, dude, you suck. Like nobody. I don't, I, I've, the only place I've ever experienced that is in Europe. And there's a joke for that. It's called European truth. You can look it up all over the internet. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a fact, it, you know, they, they are so honest to a flaw, you know, like people, they don't understand, uh, you know, what they're actually saying to you because they're from a different part of the world and they, they're, they're, they are that honest with, with everybody. And that's how they feel close to people. Um, we're not like that here in America. People don't, people don't come up to you and go, actually, sir, you could have really uh, used a pentatonic scale during this song. And this would really change the scape of, of the, and that's how they are in Europe. And they don't realize that they're being like, a little, their, yeah. Their, yeah. Yeah. You know, they, but they're, they're like that. And, that's how we're we're the opposite we're we'll use the internet to be like that and we do it in a comedic way instead of trying to be honest <laughs> right right i wonder which i prefer so anyways uh the headlining tour starts uh, february 19th san antonio at the paper tiger now the one thing you guys are going to have um a dj set afterwards playing the entire record after your set is that correct uh yeah the, I mean, the, the whole vibe of the tour is party it's a celebration uh. it's we're uh, we're trying to get people to come out and hang out with us, and then we'll, as a in consequence, we'll play a show and have our friends play vendor play a show, and then after we're done, we're gonna wash our ass, you know, use a little uh, moist towelette on our un- under armpits, and uh, you know, wash our balls a little bit, freshen <laughs> up, and then we're gonna come out and take pictures with fans. Uh, Big Chocolate's gonna spin our record while we're hanging out. And then he's going to spin a, a DJ set of a mixture of all of his stuff. Um, he's uh, a, a DJ who uh, has been an innovator in dubstep for a long time. He had a band with Mitch. Um, 
uh, called Commissioner, um, and uh, he also had a, a really sick deathcore death metal band called Disfiguring the Goddess, and he's going to be spinning a mixture of all of that. Um, and it's going to go on for much longer than the show goes on, uh, to be honest. We really just want to hang out with people. We really want people to come and listen to the record, come meet us, come to our faces and tell us why they hate the record. Uh, you know, come to our, come, come and, uh, you know, praise the record if you like it, come and hate on it to my face if you don't like it. And, um, we'll be there to hug you and show you thanks for all the years of support and giving us the ability to be a band for so long and giving us the ability to really take this step out of ourselves, uh, without, um, fear of judgment. It's, a uh, it's, it's because of the fans that we're able to do this. Um, if they didn't give us the confidence, I don't think this record would have been written. Well, Eddie, if this is any, if this interview is any indication of who you are as a person, man, I don't think anybody's going to have the balls to say anything nasty to you. You seem like a totally cool guy, man. We're looking forward oh, to man, having a beer yeah. with you when you come to Vegas. That's for sure, man. And so the the self. Oh man, I would love that. That would be fucking awesome. I'd oh, love yeah. to come in and do this uh, do this podcast again live. Maybe maybe a couple maybe like a year down the line. My man, anytime. My man. We, we <laughs> love doing them live. That's how we like to do them. So just to plug it real quick, if the fans don't know, Suicide Silence self titled album is in store Friday, February twenty fourth. Um, you guys go check it out. Go check them out on tour February nineteenth, starting in San Antonio at the Paper Tiger. Um, anything else you want to plug for us, Eddie? Um, shit. No, no, it's always, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I had I, something. I, right. <laughs> I think, I think that's, I think that's the basis of it. I mean, uh, the, re- the record, man, the, the record is important. It's, uh, if you guys want to see us be able to move this forward, show up on day, on the day by the record, um, you know, really show support if you're a supportive fan or don't. Uh, really, it, it holds no consequence. I'm still going to continue writing music for the rest of my life, um, whether or not it, it makes the industry money or not, you know. And um, the, the, the fact is, is that was the least of my concerns. I, I really want people to feel this record and um, get it, listen to it any way you can. And if you feel it, come out and show support live. We would love to play it for you. We'd love to lose our minds with you. And that's it. Awesome, dude. Well, I'll tell you something right now. We're going to play uh, not just Doris. We're going to play Doris and Silence on this episode. They're going to go back to back um, right after this interview. So, um, yeah, man, everybody catch them in San Antonio. And um, look at the tour date, suicidesilence.com, I'm assuming. I don't even know. Suicidesilence.net. Thank you, man. Sorry about that. I should have wrote that down in my notes. (laughs) Suicidesilence.net. Check out the tour dates. All right, Eddie, man. Thank you, man. Eddie from Suicide Science. Thank you, guys.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
man. I like it. I like it. That was new Suicide Silence. The album's coming out February 24th, self-titled. I want to thank Eddie, the front man, for giving us a call and enlightening us, giving us his thoughts on internet trolls and an array of different subjects, his favorite producers. I didn't know he liked what was it Bonnie it wasn't Bonnie Rate uh, was Linda, Linda Ronstadt, Ronstadt. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt yeah so and uh, that's gonna wrap up our first uh, our first show on the Metal Sucks podcast you guys there's a comment section uh, let us give us some hints give us some ideas we're always welcome to hear them we will read them right? oh I can't wait you can't wait <laughs> because here's the thing you know what's gonna happen next week right oh man because yeah, we're the, be we're the new guys it'll be fun yeah there's gonna be a bunch of hate we might I, have Ed, we might have Eddie sift through hey, some of the I'm, I'm gonna keep it positive we'll see what they say I'm sure there's gonna be some hate but uh, the effort uh, was put in so dude it's good and then uh, yeah say what you guys think about the suicide silence songs anything man we're uh we're an open book over here at the uh, metal sucks podcast now so uh, all right well that's it for the metal sucks podcast i'm brandon hahn i'm petra speich we'll see you guys next week the metal sucks podcast is signing off this is the jabberjaw podcast network